You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean. Uh, we are coming back at you after a week nine. Um, and had had some pretty good games out there. Lamar's looking pretty good. Like, he needs that contract and shouldn't be franchise tagged. I'm hoping that they don't do that to him. Uh, but we do have some news floating around in the NFL universe coming from Ari Mirov uh, earlier in the weekend free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. should be fully cleared by the end of this week that came from Jay Glazer Uh, expect a plethora of teams to show interest Um, one of the teams that's showing a lot of interest would be the Dallas Cowboys Jerry Jones even came out and said something about how good OBJ would look with a star on his helmet. Uh, OBJ was also just seen in LA hanging out, I believe with Chris Brown at one of the nightclubs. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Cause I'm, I'm just thinking if he wants to continue to be a star, there's only two places he can go. Like if he wants to live the celebrity life, there's only two places that are interested in him that he could make an impact in one being the Rams who may not make the playoffs and two being the Cowboys going to a small market team like the bills or the chiefs just doesn't make sense. If he's more focused on doing some winning with more celebrity lifestyle versus the other way around. Yeah. I think he has a better chance of going back to the giants than the Rams right now. Uh, Michael Irvin has even come out and said that he has talked to OBJ about possibly playing with the Cowboys. It's a very intriguing option for him. And Dallas is a city and he would thrive there. He needs a big city to play in. Dallas is a city, Sean. You are correct. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But I, I think Dallas is an intriguing fit for him. Um, I don't think, it would shake up much in the NFC. Um, I think the NFC is pretty poor anyways. Um, you'd probably, I mean, it, it would it would be interesting to see if they could actually give Dallas a lift and, you know, maybe it puts them in the NFC championship game and maybe even the Super Bowl. Um, but Philly still looks like the clear favorite, um, but it, it's, it's really going to go – to whoever's hot um, later on in the season for the for the NFC, so I, I think it would be a really intriguing ad for Dallas. There's a huge need at wide receiver there for them. So who knows? <clears throat> New York's New York's a familiar team uh, for OBJ. Even if uh, even if the coaching staff isn't the same, he's familiar with the city uh, and knows that he can be a celebrity there. So it'd be interesting to see where he chooses to go if it's going to be celebrity status or more towards football we'll find out shortly uh coming from tom pelissaro the raiders have released former first round pick jonathan abram it's a big loss for them they have now uh either released or have not picked up the fifth year option on all of their first round picks since 2019 that's i believe five picks that they have either cut 
or not picked up their option on. Um, very, very telling of how poor uh, this Raiders front office, office is. In other news, um, the we know that the Washington commies are up, potentially up for sale. Everybody knows that Jeffy B, Jeff Bezos, is in on the talks for that uh, as he is a Washington native. Um, not only is he looking to join in, but also so is RG3. Uh, but there has been a couple of names that have dropped with a potential new group that would be adding to Jeff Bezos. Those names are Matthew McConaughey and Jay-Z joining that group per Sports Illustrated. Thought that was really interesting that um, Matthew McConaughey would be joining in and possibly uh, buying a team. Yeah, surprised he's not trying to go for a team in Texas, but I mean. You got to go for what's available. Yeah. There's nothing available in Texas right now. Kind of surprised with the Jay-Z. Because I thought he got into the agency of all sports-wise right now, and he couldn't own a team anymore, but I don't know how that works out now. I remember, right, The uh, the it was just as like a partnership with the um, with that. He doesn't actually have any controlling necessarily a controlling stake or say in what the agency does, more just in a partnership role. Well, that's why he had to sell his stake in the Nets. Right. Um, and it, it could be, there's a lot of things moving around here, right? Because Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon is also streaming NFL games. Um, do they have to pull if Jeff Bezos is going to end up winning this bid, which he's the richest man out there. He can, if he wants to, um, are they going to have to pull from Amazon? Is there going to be some sort of moral or ethical groundwork that has to be laid there? Um, there's going to be a lot of working parts on who takes over this team. If it's going to be uh, Jeff Bezos with Jay-Z and, and any other partners that do decide to come in. Uh, in the most surprising news from the weekend, uh, Adam Schefter had reported Frank Reich has been fired as the Indianapolis Colts head coach. Uh, I think it was all, we all knew this was coming. He's been there for a while uh, been trending downward, even with having one of the better defenses in the NFL uh, and continuing to be worse. Adam Schefter then reported uh, that the Colts have named six-time pro, pro bowler and center, uh, along with being an ESPN NFL analyst, Jeff Saturday, as their interim coach, uh, which is very odd. It has the NFL world talking about this because Jeff Saturday's only coaching experience comes from high school ball in Georgia and they were three and seven. I mean, was, was this decision completely out of left field or has Jeff Saturday been involved with the Colts prior he has, to this? He like, has been a, a consultant hmm. for the Colts in what capacity I am not fully aware of, but he has been in talks with Jim Ursay and the rest of the team in some sort of consultant fashion. However, they did ask um, Jeff Saturday about being uh, asked about this role with, with Jim Ursay, and he responded with uh, saying, why the hell am I being looked at for this hmm. position? So it seems to be not only completely out of left field for the NFL universe, but also for Jeff Saturday, uh, especially given that all the coaches that are on that staff have either been a part of an NFL coaching staff for a while 
or in, in some sort of capacity or head coaches. Uh, uh, I don't think any of them have been head coaches, but most of them have been in the NFL for a while and nearing either interim or head coaching positions along their path. What I love about this hire is it was last week whenever the Raiders got blanked. Jeff Saturday tweeted out something along the lines of, wow, the Raiders look terrible right now. And the Colts just so happen to play the Raiders next week. So we'll see if he can come in and say anything to the Colts about how they should play against the Raiders. Be interesting. I don't believe that uh, he has yet called an offensive play caller because obviously they fired the offensive coordinator. Then they fired Frank Reich, who took over the play calling duties. Uh, so right now they are in hot fire trying to figure out how to either save their season or maybe this is just a straight up tanking move. Who knows? That is the news that's going around the NFL right now. A lot left to be uncovered. Um, but we did have a weekend that shaped up pretty well for fantasy. I ended up having a couple late, late back, uh, late comeback winners, uh, for myself. So Sean, take us through your recall of just the tips. Yeah, this was a pretty good week for just the tips for the most part. There may be a few outliers, but we're not going to talk about those too much. I'm going to start them right here. You what? <laughs> I'll say it however I want to, okay? Leave me alone. Oh, no, it's, that's, it's called an outlier, Sean. I don't care. I'm going to say it however I want. Okay. Outlier. Put a little spice in this. Sure. Thank you. I'm going to start them. We had Joe Burrow coming in with 18 points right there. Not what you want from him, but, I mean, Joe Mixon definitely took over that whole entire game. So, 18 points, that's all you can ask from him. Trevor Lawrence, 16 fantasy points. You had a quarterback that was on a bye this week, or if you had maybe Aaron Rodgers and you started Trevor Lawrence, give you a pretty good week. And the last quarterback here on the stardom. Big day for him. New single game rushing quarterback leader Justin Fields he finished with 178 yards rushing finished with a total of 42 fantasy points wow 51 in my league good call and how can you how can you not bet against this man right now the defense is ass there but they are using him similar to Lamar Jackson Ravens style they're getting how, out how can I not space. bet against him? Because he's playing well. That's how I can not bet against him. Not, but fantasy-wise. They're getting him out to run. They're <laughs> opening up the pass game for him. Like, he's going to get points. That's what you want in fantasy. He may not win many games, but hey, 42 points against the Dolphins. Pretty damn good game for him. Should I send like a, like a four-package person Four-person package trade to somebody who has Justin Fields. Absolutely not, because uh, I guarantee you, hurts. <laughs> I guarantee you, Justin Fields is still <clears throat> able to pick up in most leagues. Not in our league, really? I thought somebody had him. Maybe, but they definitely did not start him this week. Moving on to running backs here. Uh, first one, a little rough there. He had a rough game against the Commies. Aaron Jones came out with six points. Expecting a lot more from him in that game, but that just did not go well for him. 
a player that was talked about a little bit last week and a very shady deal in our fantasy league for Mondre Stevenson. 16 points. Now, this is the part that pisses me off because if I vetoed that trade or if more people in our league actually voted for that, I would have won this week because Devontae Adams went off and that's the only reason that Danny yeah, but did, beat me. Did you, did you not veto? No, I didn't because... The, and we so, only needed one more veto? Well, you can't blame it all on me because the whole entire time I was under the assumption that would go through. It affected it you directly the most and you didn't vote. I voted just not to veto because the reason was... You voted to through, uphold it? Because if it went through all the way, me and Pete had a deal that I would trade for Travis Etienne. But this did not go through for a while, so I was not able to get Travis for this weekend, which would have helped me win against Danny. But here we are. And Tybo pissed about that. <laughs> Last running back here, Deontay Foreman. Four points. Pretty rough week for him there. Can't say much more about that. Wide receivers here. Another wide receiver that killed me as he played on Monday night. Did not think he was going to do this. Chris Olave. 13 points. Really screwed me in the end. If you maybe had four points less, I would have won this week, but what can you do? DK Metcalf coming off ready to play this week. 14 points. Pretty solid week for him. And last wide receiver here, Juju Smith-Schuster. He didn't score a touchdown, but he got 10 catches with 88 yards, 18 points for your Look for him to keep going off at a great finish of the year because him and Pat have a great connection right now. <sighs> Here's the regrettable part about the stardom right here. Taysom Hill. Zero points. <laughs> Jeez. He, he plays a decent amount, but zero points, man. I can never tell if he's getting 40 or if he's going to get zero one week, but... Trending towards zero for most weeks now. Last tight end here, Gerald Everett. Eight points. Not looking for too much right there. Going on to the sit here. Uh, we're going to start off with opposite with tight ends here. TJ Hawkinson. First week with Minnesota. Did not think he was going to do too much. Came away with 16 points. He got... All nine targets to him for 70 yards. Great. I told you. I Great told start you. for him. You did. I got to listen to Tybo sometimes. You. Thank you. That was just a tip that I should have listened to, but obviously did not. Mark Andrews did not play. Thought he had a chance of playing. Does not matter. He, he got you zero points. So if you started him, you should have checked your lineup before Sunday morning. That's not on me. That's on you. Wide receivers here. Curtis Samuel. <sighs> Came away with 16 points. Not expecting Not that. Not a good sit-up. Not a good sit-up. Not a good sit-up. It's a little bit better from here on out, but that one was not a good one. Chris Godwin. Guy you would think would get a little bit more fantasy points than he did, but he only came away with 10 fantasy points. You sat him, not the worst thing. If you had nobody else, at least he got you 10. Last wide receiver here, 
mentioned a little bit earlier with Joe Burrow and why his day was so low, but Tyler Boyd, nine points. Joe Mixon just took over that game, and if you're playing him in fantasy, you probably lost. That's all I can say about that. And a hotly contested name right here, Tyler Algier, or Algier for Ty Bob. I'll take that fine. Hey. It's out there now. I don't know if we know this for sure yet. Like, has it? Have we? Have we found concrete evidence that it's one or the other? Because we've heard it's, both. We've heard both. It's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I'm taking the fine for correcting him when we don't know. Good. If you know how to pronounce his name correctly, or if you know him, get in contact with us because <laughs> let us know. We need to know, man. This is rough. Next running back here. Did not play again. Damian Harris. Thought he was coming back this week. Does not matter. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> if, you if, if you're listening on, on audio right platform, uh, go check out the YouTube. Daibo just gave us a very close up. That big lovable face. I was looking down, looked right up to the screen, and there it was. Not ready for that. <laughs> Next running back here. This big of a day as the Bears had, David Montgomery had a terrible day. Came away with four points. Fortunately, I had no other running backs on my team, so he was one of the only running backs I had. I had to start him. If I had somebody else, maybe that would have helped me. Hopefully you guys sat him, but fortunately I did not. And down to the quarterbacks. Tom Brady, 15 points. That really all came in the last 30 seconds of the game. If he didn't get that touchdown, he would not be anywhere close to where he was at 15 points. Kirk Cousins. Now, I know he's on here a lot for stardom or sit him, but no matter what, you can guarantee about 16 points every single time because that's exactly what he got. And that seems to be what he, right around 16 to 18 points is what he gets every single time he's on those slurs. And the last quarterback on here, the one I love to say the most, Aaron Rodgers. 13 points against the New York Jets. Love to see it. And this is a man who's not known for running very much, but he rushed for 40 yards. So if he didn't rush, look in the single digits right there. And that was just the tips. It's getting good. Aaron Rodgers needs some just the tips for, for that Packers team. They look like the whole organization needs some just the tips. Might need to look at having a sole owner and taking away, uh, paying out some of those, uh, those stocks that people have in the team. Cause boy, we, they've got to get it together. It's going to go downhill quick. Well, folks, we did, uh, bring to you last week at our cornerback power ranking. And let me tell you, it's the best ranking we've done. Even though we always bring you the best rankings, this was the best one that we have brought you so far. I'm going to run down through this list real quick, and then I think we may have some people that may need to be in the conversation. Not there just yet. At number one, uh, going one through ten, we had Patrick Sertain the second, Tariq Woolen, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Trevon Diggs, Sauce Gardner, Patrick Peterson, Jair Alexander, Chavarius Ward, and then Denzel Ward. The only one on the list after this week that we can even consider taking off the list is Denzel Ward. 
Um, it's not so much of what he did or his level of, the, of play over the weekend. There's just some other people that have made some impressive moves recently that that kind of deserve to be in the conversation. You know, maybe top 10 best corners in the league. Um, I know one for me is going to be C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, he's had a lot of interceptions in a short period of time. Um, he now leads the NFL with five interceptions. And it's crazy to say this because we also have two other Philadelphia Eagle corners on this list. Yeah, the name on this list that I'm most impressed about still after this week is Sauce Gardner. He looked phenomenal against Aaron Rodgers, and he is becoming a must-watch corner whenever he's on the field. I do believe he's leading the NFL in passes defended. It's... That says a lot for a rookie to be able to take that kind of heat. He's going to be a household name very, very soon. Another name I do want to kind of throw around in there, um, consistently graded high on PFF um, and not giving up a whole lot of yards. Up there in interception numbers, uh, Jack Jones for the uh, New England Patriots. Guy to keep your eyes on most definitely now we did have our games of the week uh that were brought to you like we do every week and let me tell you there were there were a couple of good ones they all ended up uh with low scores the first one being the rams playing in tampa tampa won 16 to 13 we saw the late drive uh, that came back from Tom Brady. It only seems like Tom Brady knows how to play when the spotlight is on him because that was the only game going on in the last final drive for Tom Brady. Other than that, this was a snooze fest. I'm sorry I picked a poor game for you guys. Regardless, <laughs> it was a game to watch just because this could kickstart or diminish either team given that the Bucks play in one of the worst divisions that's in the league right now um, and the Rams play in one of the more competitive divisions in the league, this could have hurt or kickstarted both of them. I think this is really, really going to help Tampa. They, uh, in, in their playoff pursuit, uh, still going at uh, four and five while the Rams fall to three and five. Um, this one could really help out Tampa. And I think the Rams have really lost their shot at being able to have any part in the playoffs. Um, and in an ending their season early. Yeah, I don't know what the Rams were thinking with the prevent defense at the very end with 35 seconds left against Tom Brady. Uh, that guy reads blitzes for breakfast. Come on now. Yeah, it, it's not the best idea by Sean McVay, but he may be checked out too. He was checked out. I, I thought he should have checked out with a, him and Aaron Donald both, and they're both having a – Aaron Donald looks – a shell of his former self still much better than a lot of the defensive linemen that are out there, but both are looking not themselves. Shell of his former self is kind of some strong words there, Bob, but. Well, when you look <clears throat> into all the statistics for Aaron Donald, he is, uh, he was by far in a way the best defensive player defensive lineman that there was I mean nobody was even close and now he's nearing the upper tier upper portion middle of the pack this year uh by all metrics and statistics so uh by that he is a he is a shell of his former self 
Tell you what you want. Uh, moving into my game of the week, um, including someone who I do really feel is the show of his former self, uh, Lions Packers. Um, Packers lose this game. They're on a five-game lo- losing streak. Um, I love to see Aaron Rodgers upset, and um, it's 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 good TV for the NFL. You know, he's he's a he's a figure that um, people can love to hate. <laughs> he always um, loses whenever it matters, too. He always loses whenever it matters. That's right. Um, in a game that included the Lions defense, who has been abysmal this year, it was strange to see a physical defensive battle. Um, this game was 15-9. to nine, um, But, they, I mean, these, these defenses were going at them. Um, they were hitting hard. Um, and I mean, just, there weren't many, the highlights were, were quite boring. I mean, there weren't very many big offensive plays. The yards came in, in, in weirdly small chunks, like Aaron would have a throw here and there, um, down the field to a a wide open wide receiver. Like there was, there was busted coverages at times. Um, but nothing, nothing too spectacular. Um, there was a weird situation at the end of the game. Um, the refs didn't know what to call. Um, I, they didn't know if it was a fumble or an incomplete pass or something. Um, but it was, it was just a slightly strange game and it was fun to see the Lions win. Um, I, I like that the Packers playoff hopes are dwindling. Um, but the, the Lions aren't the team that we, uh, hoped they were at the beginning of the season. That's for sure. Moving on to the last game of the week over here, we had Vikings versus Commies. Vikings 20, Commies 17. This was one of four games in the weekend or the, on the Sunday card that was tied 17-17 at some point. And it was down to the witching hour that was really, really close enough for some of these teams. Like we said earlier with uh, the sit probably should have taken Tybo's tip there. T.J. Hawkinson thrived in his new role in Minnesota. They get a competent head coach that can come in and choose to use the tight end a little bit more, at least more than the Lions did. Uh, This was also a revenge game for Kevin O'Connell. He spent three years as an assistant coach in Washington, and this was his first game back as a head coach against them. Pretty, Pretty solid day to have against them. He's also celebrating the birth of his fourth child. So whenever you have a child just born, expect whoever had that child to go off in the next game. Just so happened to be the head coach. Had a pretty good game. <laughs> Taylor Heineke's magic ran out at the very end of the game. I know he had that amazing pass down the field and triple coverage where the Vikings defender ran into the ref. They caught the ball and landed at the one-yard line. But shortly after that, he threw an interception really helped the Vikings come back and win that game. Uh, interesting fact about this game before beforehand, the commies were trying to sell season tickets for next year's it's next year's season. And Taylor Heineke was the only person on the jumbotron for season tickets for next year. Don't know if they're trying to say he's the next franchise quarterback for him, but I would not count him as being the, the B guy for them. We'll see. 
The funniest part about this whole entire game, though, was Kirk Cousins on the airplane ride home. Shirt off, shirt off, all blinged out. Like, this man is turning. Bling is an old term. You've just dated yourself, Sean. It's iced out. Iced out. My bad. Jesus. I'm I'm looking at the wrong stuff on Twitter then, man. Anyways, iced out, all ready to go, looking like a fool. Absolutely. And. Of course, Monday Night Football, Adam Schefter had to troll him and do the same thing, and that should not be on Monday Night Football at all. Never. No one, no one should see that. You're surprised he didn't, you know, tear his ACL or something. He's not doing the gritty this time, so felt a little bit safer doing that. Kirk Cousins, sneaky, sneaky ripped. Would not have expected that man, to, when he has his shirt off, to have abs. I mean, he is a professional athlete. It's a lot of professional athletes without abs. But Kirk Cousins of all people. I just He's didn't not expect big band. I just didn't he, I didn't expect him to be fat. I'm just saying I didn't expect him to have abs that we could see. The most average guy of all time. You think he looked like Tom Brady? Yeah. I would that that's I think that'd be fair. Tom he Brady's like draft day pick. Oh. pick. I like, yeah, I kind of expected that. A little bit of Mac Jones at Alabama. That's kind of what I was expecting. Fair enough. Dad bod. Well, folks, it what is. Do we, what do that, we think Davis Mills got underneath his jersey? He's, he's sneaky. He's sneaky yoked. Look at his legs when he runs. <laughs> Strong. You can see the veins in his legs when he. When That's he what takes Ty Bob's looking at when legs, baby. When players are taking off. Yes, sir. The lower half. What is that time of the week where we bring you our pick'em results? Now, let's not forget going back to week seven. Sean had won. I had taken second place, and Tybo had rounded out as a loser. Moving into week eight, Sean won two weeks in a row while Tybo and I tied, effectively making Tybo the loser for that week. Uh, as which doesn't continues. make any sense if you tie, you lose, but go ahead from the previous week. Let's we move in into row, our week nine tie goes results. to the runner in baseball. Who's the runner? And there, well, make the it runner, make sense, bud. The runner would be you as the loser from the previous week. That makes no sense. We've got a tie again, oh folks. We've got another tie. These two guys rounded out the week with nine wins and four losses. So that means everybody is picking well, even with some losses. And those two that are tying are Ty Bob and Ty Bo again. Son of a bitch. That means Sean comes out with the win. Oh, again? Three in a row. Ten wins, three losses. I take the lead with that. one ah. game. I take the lead. So that rounds out. Through a total of nine weeks, I am still in last place, just barely behind. This is just 70. collusion at this point. You guys are going to keep it. me picking first now. What do you? This is so stupid. Because we're going to go buy your stupid here. golf rules the, that were never decided. No, 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 no. I want to I feel like bucket. I feel like this week we had to switch flip-flop because you guys tied last week. You tied this week. So if I pick second, it's got to switch around this week. All right. Well, I that rounds yet, out but. nine weeks. I am in third place with 71 wins, 63 losses, and two ties. Tybo is uh, now in second place 
after being tied totally with Sean last week. 77 wins, 57 losses, two ties. And Sean rounds out as the winner through nine weeks with 78 wins, 56 losses, and two ties. You know, we're a lot better than, like, the the TV show crews that pick games. Our our records are way better than theirs. Every all week. above 500 it's not bad we're not we're, we've got a lot of wins coming here we're well above 500 we are doing very well guys i would say these guys need to call us up and figure out what the hell's going on and make a little money off of us you know what i'm saying no i'd, I'd rather so call plays for the for the, for the chiefs I'd, let me call the plays please andy reed hit him up please We've been through our pick'em. That means the next part of business before we. I get will out quit of here. my day job for you, Andy Reid. I will. I will devote my life. I'm oh sick of seeing stagnant gosh. play calling. Okay. He can do, do you know, better. Do you know how better. much of a wizard he can do, I would be? <laughs> I feel like Madden. you would wear a wizard hat. I would wear a wizard hat with a big black or charcoal gray robe. A big old staff. You shall not pass. We As shall run the ball. To, <laughs> he hands it off to Isaiah Pacheco the 90th time in the game. Good night. Well, like I said, folks, we're going to get to our Thursday pick em as that game is rapidly approaching. The next time you're going to hear from us is Friday, as always. So let's get down to this last bit of business. We have got the Atlanta Falcons who will be heading into Carolina to take on the Panthers. And these odds come from a oh sports boy. that shall Ooh. not be named. It's a hell of a Thursday Falcons night game. Panthers, baby. What's even, what's even more surprising here, Carolina Panthers are playing at home. They are a three-point underdog. Damn. Only three points. Sean, so, you won in week nine. Who is picking? Where are you picking? I think the second has been working for me, so I'm going to keep it at two. Means that I will pick first in week 10. Tybo will take third. I am going to pick the Falcons to win this game. <laughs> I, I bitched enough to get to... to... To get <laughs> pick last, <laughs> you did first and only time. <laughs> Keep bitching, then it means I get my way. Screw you guys. <laughs> this is a tough one because the Panthers and Falcons just played a week or two ago, two weeks ago, about a week ago. A week ago. Is that? Don't do that. Do we still Don't sing that? that? Don't do that. No, too late now. Could Bobby Schmurt is out of prison, right? Yeah, he is out of prison. Celebrate. Uh, came down to overtime last time. Is it Baker or is it PJ? Do you guys know? We don't know yet. Baker did come in and play a little bit in this last week. He has been practicing. He is fully healthy. Sam Darnold has also been activated and is healthy and is able to play. Could be any of the three. I feel like Baker only got in because they were losing by so much because of Joe Mixon. So give me the Panthers. Falcons. That is two for the Falcons and one for the Panthers. That'll round out our Thursday night pick them. Now, remember, folks, we have got a week 10 slate that's coming up that is going to be 
pretty fantastic. We got some games coming up here, folks. It's getting cold in the Midwest, so make sure to put your sweaters on. Make sure that you're right back here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find us. Make sure that you're sharing that with your friends. Get it out there. But always remember, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs!